You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. It's Bob Gilligan from the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for uh, taking some time and listening to our show this morning. So far, been very interesting, and now it'll even be more interesting because we are saving the best for last in the show. With us now at 8.36 a.m. is Pat Wynn. He is the currently the director of Catholic Charities in the Diocese of Rockford, and he is going to be leaving us pretty soon. He's going to actually retire. How dare he retire? Pat, are you with us? I am. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for uh, taking some time uh, to join us this morning. And uh, so you're hanging up your cleats after, what has it been, nine years? Is that what we're, we're determining? Nine years? Yeah, a little, just a little over nine years, yes. So, you know, during the break, I was figuring out that this is a 15-minute segment, and if you were there for nine years, that means you have one minute and 40 seconds to talk about each of your years. Go. No. Okay. <laughs> they were all great. They were okay. all great. All right, interview's over. Next guest. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, you know, you, um, kind of like, like many of us, uh, never set out to be doing this. Uh, you're an attorney in, in, in private practice, corporate lawyer. And, and then, um, suddenly, well, not suddenly, but after a, a, quite a lengthy career wound up, uh, being the director of Catholic charities. So, uh, who'd have thunk, right? How did you wind up oh. doing this? Uh, well, it's a, it was unexpected as you yeah. described it sure. um, after, after that kind of a career, but, um, had done some things for the the diocese and, and uh, been a lifelong resident Catholic in the Rockford Diocese. Uh, it turned out that there were uh, a lot of things happening. If you remember, about uh, nine and ten years ago, when the state of Illinois started meddling in foster uh, care yeah, and effectively required uh, the, the, those of us, those agencies that had been providing foster care, to withdraw from that. Um, it was during some of those conversations I had done some work that um, the former director uh, left and uh, went with, continued with the advocacy program yeah. for for foster care. Um, I did, at the request of the diocese, I did some work helping them look at how to restructure. That was one of the things that our our human resources firm had done um, with, with places, and after Going through and presenting some ideas, they asked me to <laughs> basically put my money where my mouth was and, yeah. uh, and see about directing the programs. It was a real honor to get the the request, and I've been delighted to be able to do that the last nine years. Yeah, you know it's so good. Here, now go do it yourself. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So what what's some of your reflections on, on nine years? Um, what, what I guess, let me ask you this question. I mean, what surprised you the most about your responsibilities the uh, the very breadth of them yeah uh, one of the things that I was impressed with immediately uh, was the size the, you don't pay attention a whole lot to the geographical size until you actually get involved in in our case the Diocese of Rockford is the size of the state of Connecticut wow. and and once you realize it goes from the Mississippi River to the Fox River there are a lot of large and small communities within that area and trying to determine what can be effective for various parts of those communities was mm -hmm. uh, certainly an education for me, but also an opportunity to serve more than one 
city more yeah. than one particular community. Yeah. You know, it's funny, um, the last segment, I don't know if you heard it at all, but we were talking to uh, somebody from Catholic Charities USA about the number of uh, refugees that are being let into yes. this country and how the numbers are down. And I know you run a refugee program out there. And, we do. And I had the privilege of going out there once, and it really is a, a touching program. Um, it is the American dream when you see these people who have come here and have fled, you know, really difficult situations and 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 how grateful they are to uh, this country and how grateful they were to Catholic Charities and how they would just participate and stuff. And I, I find those programs to be very, um, you know, rewarding more than just uh, in an intangible way. It makes you feel good. It does make you feel good. Um, and you're you kind of uh, dressed it up a little bit in terms of the <laughs> difficult situations, because uh, in order to qualify as a refugee to come to this country under the refugee program through through the uh, United States is a person in the United Nations. The person has to be in genuine fear for their life right. and for their safety. Uh, and that's what the first qualification is. So we end up with uh, the opportunity to relocate um, individuals. Uh, if there's a war going on, we have probably relocated people from that war scene. Mm-hmm. And, and part of our mission as well and the policy that we've had is as a general rule we have hired as caseworkers and as aides in that program people who have gone through and been refugees themselves and have come to the rock for diocese so it it helps us be real in that um, relationship with the various refugee communities we're we're very blessed to have them as part of our communities you uh what do you see as some of the challenges um, facing Catholic charities in the next uh, ten years or so. I mean, it, I mean, it seems like you're on decent financial footing, but you know, that's not. What What are some of the challenges, macro and micro? Well, I think macro is always remembering that uh, the needs of people change, and therefore Catholic charities always needs to be ready to change as well. Mm. When you look at ten years ago that foster care program uh, was a major part. I mean, both numerically, budget-wise, sure. uh, staff-wise, that was it. And that's a, that is not part of our programs anymore. And what we have done is find out that there are a whole lot of other needs that are out there that we can be active participants in. And I'm thinking in particular right now, Bob, are the human trafficking and domestic violence, the racism issues, the mental health issues. And we have got to look at um, how we can participate in those. I'm going to give you one quick, um, I guess, story, but also guidance that, that I've always used, uh, taken back from when I was in the, uh, the labor consulting field and, and working with one company one time. Um, the, the gentleman who I was talking with said that whenever he got a, a response to a question or he got approached to make an acquisition of corporate acquisition, he always turned to his mission statement, the Mm -hmm. company's mission statement, and he looked to see whether or not the proposal fit the mission statement. And and I remember him saying, you know, this could be an offer to uh, buy a company that makes money trees. Sure. And you could, but it wouldn't fit. It was not our mission. And therefore, he said, we would not do that. And we look at the same thing. We keep our mission statement in front of us all the time. And if a program, a proposal, an opportunity presents itself to us, turn to the mission statement. Does it fit? If it doesn't, then move on. If it does fit, then embrace it. That is difficult to do. 
Uh, it is. Yeah, I'm on a not-for-profit board, and and because you have, you're out there, you're serving the community in a certain way, in a certain method. You 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 have a good, you're doing a good thing, and then um, the needs are. Whenever you get involved with these things, you, you just find the needs are so great, and then well, that's and then great. and then then uh, a, a different type of opportunity opens up, but. You know, you're doing a good job here, is and but do you have the ability to make the the transfer to another area? You know, and maybe even doing the same thing, but it's very difficult. Um, it is. You know, it, we've got two main parts of our mission statement, and that is to treat first is treat people with compassion, dignity, and respect, and that really is a guidepost for us. We really, in every one of our programs or efforts, we need to come back to do that all the time. And the second major piece. Um, is is making sure that we are advocating for justice. And that's where it can get a little dicey at times yeah, sure. because people have different views <laughs> of what's justice sure, and, sure, and what sure. isn't. Pat, one of the things about Catholic charities I, I think that is good is I think they do a very good job of meeting the needs in, in low-income areas or you know people who are really, really in need. I think that it does a pretty good job of that. I think one of the areas, and this is it goes back to your observation about mission. In and is it close enough to the parishes and the parishes and do people? Does your average lay Catholic have a good enough relationship with Catholic charities to either uh, utilize the services or or support it financially? I think that's I think kind of it, one of those things where we 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 probably need further examination. It's a difficult task. It is a difficult task, and you end up um, worrying that you're spending. Uh, budget uh, and resources on getting more budget and resources? Or are you going to be trying to direct everything toward the direct services that people absolutely need? That's a tough uh, balance to take because we can't run a program without resources. On the other hand, we cannot just concentrate on being uh, an agency or a, a mission that is run by resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to make sure that what we're doing is our mission, not the mission of a fundraiser or a bank or uh, somebody else that has to have the the monetary part as the the primary. We're lucky in that we get to have a a statement of what we need. Um, Our diocese works uh, very hard with us and and, uh, give all the kudos to Bishop Malloy Mm -hmm. and others in in the diocese who who live the Catholic Charities piece, who recognize, yes, there are people at the other end of these services that really need our, our assistance. No, but, you know, but one, at one point I'd, I'd love uh, to quote was uh, Pope Benedict also saying, Catholic Charities is not just another social service agency. And so there's got to be that additional, that depth that comes from being faith-based. I thought of that when when you said about mental health services. It was funny because my wife and I were just talking about this last night. Is that I think you do you see? I think that is such a need in 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 our society at at all levels, and um, I think it's something that people in the parishes can rep- could relate to. I, I also sense that um, with people providing care for uh, their their loved ones, their the elderly. That that is that's another thing that Catholic Charities does that that I think could be more uh, utilized in parishes. And and if people were made aware of what they can do, um, it would be helpful. But uh, it, it's very difficult. I mean, these things we're talking about are <laughs> this is not easy to do. No, it, it yeah. isn't. But it's funny you would say that. I'm glad you brought that up because we have a proposal in right now from. 
um, our diocese from our Catholic Charities to the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers. Mm. And it's a relatively new development, but we have a proposal into them uh, that will, uh, in fact, enhance our ability. We've had a long-established counseling department within Catholic Charities, but this will uh, really take it to a a professional level. Uh, We're hoping to do it across um, a couple of deaneries at the beginning and move on where we can finally then have it over the next few years be developed uh, into uh, diocesan-wide. But it, it is to focus, in fact, on the parishes, as you described. But it's also, um, and I think we all need more of this, it's also focused on cooperation among the various uh, diocesan offices, such as the permanent diaconate and the life office and, and even the cemeteries. I mean, the people who run the cemeteries associations see grief all day long. Right, good point. And, yeah. and they bring a really unique and valuable perspective to us, and, and we do work with them. This will give us a chance, if we're able to develop this, this will give us a chance to really be involved with those who are facing difficult problems uh, in, in from various angles. So we got a couple seconds left. So is this sort of like the Marine Corps, the toughest job you'll ever love? Or we... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something like that. It, it, I, I think I've worked harder at this than uh, <laughs> yeah. most other things. It's, it's certainly a, an all-consuming kind of a, know, an occupation, but but yeah. certainly worthwhile. I'm, I'm very blessed to have been asked to, to help with this project. It's It's been uh, been a great nine-plus years for me. Yeah, I, I, I Pat, I really think uh, the, the, the diocese is better off that you had accepted that uh, offer years ago when you presented that human resources plan. Um, I think those that you've served are, are better off. I think the people who relate to Catholic charities are better off. I, I think you've been uh, a, a really effective leader in that area. Uh, you'll be missed. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll somehow muddle along without you, but uh, I, I, I hate to see you retire, but I'm, I'm a little envious, uh, but, but you deserve well, it. You deserve well, it. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you, too. You've, you've been able to provide a lot of different perspectives and encouragement for us. And the same with Mary Lou Gervasio and Mary Massengale at your offices. Just wonderful people to work with. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure from our uh, our perspective. And I'm glad I've got a chance to introduce you and your staff as well to yeah. the other people of our uh, of our mission here. It's been a, a good, healthy, developed um, relationship, and we're very, very happy. And I, I offer the same thing to you, Bob. It's been a pleasure to work with you. Yeah, same here, Pat. Okay. Well, we'll let you go uh, and uh, scuttling around to, to, to make sure your replacement shows up soon, right? <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> All right. Take care. God bless. All right, that was Pat Wynn, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to Father Mike Bradley, uh, marathon runner. I'm jealous. 67 years old, and he's still running marathons. I can't do it anymore. I'm jealous. We'll be right back. Don't go away.